Shall we begin? the big one folks uh this is the big one so um we had a guy by the name of clay jack on the podcast this week um this episode i should say um since we don't have a solid time frame for our releases at this point um cool dude um again an understatement so basically here, here's the deal clay jack is a um former ncaa like so division one wrestling all-american freestyle wrestling all-american legit badass he has wrestled people like daniel cormier during his career um who's currently the ufc 205 pound champion um clay's clay's just a beast he's the real deal uh clay was also known as cal bishop during his time in the WWE NXT um, kind of uh, NXT is basically the WWE um, uh, kind of developmental system. Essentially, it's kind of a big brand, but um, anyway, it's all tied in with the WWE. It's a, it's a direct um, uh, kind of uh, brand underneath the WWE. So he wrestled over there. So he lived in Florida for a while while he was doing that. But long story short, um, Natalie and I were at the movies just <laughs> this past weekend, and we were watching Beauty and the Beast because my wife wanted to see that, and it was pretty good, I have to admit. Um, but anyways, um, I see walking through the movie theater. I see Cal Bishop, Clay Jack. I see him just walking through the theater, and it strikes me. I forgot that he actually is a hometown Vacaville guy. I mean, he's from Vacaville. Um, so I saw him walking through the theater. Didn't want to bug him in the theater at all. Obviously, he's there just on personal time. I'm not trying to mess with him. And so I left him alone. My wife and I just went about our business. And then after the fact, I um, kind of contacted him through social media. And he was cool enough to um, just reach right back out to me. And just like we kind of hit it off, had a good conversation. Um, literally within a matter of a couple days, had him over to the house. So we had him over to the house yesterday. And again, when I say this dude is a cool laid back guy, I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, between him and Conrad, it's just like it's. The textbook definition of the word understatement because he is so down to earth and so cool and he gave us a lot of his time i mean he was here for well over an hour and um really was not i mean he wasn't giving us the signal to like hey let's get this thing done on a get out of here i mean he was just a cool dude um it was, it was awesome i, I just it, it's crazy the fact that um i was able i was lucky enough to have conrad the prior prior episode and now um uh, clay jack and then on top of that um Clay is is sitting here telling me that, you know, if in the future um, I'm interested in potentially um, talking with some people that maybe he knows in the MMA community, he might even help facilitate that and come back on the show. I mean, uh, it's just crazy. I Like, man, it's just crazy. Some of these guys out there are just, I mean, they're so cool. And it's like you just think that um, if they have any, if they've attained any level of celebrity, any level, it doesn't matter if small or large, that you just kind of assume that they're going to be closed away and um, somewhat reclusive, and it couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, Clay is completely, completely outgoing, um, completely down to earth. Um, had a great time. I mean, in my opinion, he had a good time. Uh, maybe you guys will hear that. So the episode is really, really uh, quite long, and it's fun, man. Fun conversation. We cover everything from his time in NXT to um, his thoughts on McGregor, McGregor Mayweather to, um, you know, 
Daniel, uh, Kyle Snyder versus Daniel Cormier. Who would win that fight? I mean, we talk about everything. Beauty and the Beast we talk about. We talk about Marvel comic and DC and everything. Just a cool, cool guy. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. So um, what I will say is I'm trying to get better. I do talk really, really fast. I think it's just um, how I, it's just how I'm hardwired. And I, I've noticed just listening back to the podcast, all the episodes, that I'll start a thought and I just kind of cut off halfway through. It's just me and all my friends have kind of just dealt with it over the years. And so I appreciate any of you listeners out there kind of bearing with me. I am going to get better. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to finish my thoughts. Um, But other than that, if you guys still have a problem with that, screw you. I could care less. I'm just having a good time talking with good people. Um, And this has been just a blast. This podcast has been so cool. And um, I got to meet two cool guys so far. I mean, plus all my friends got to get involved. My buddy Brian uh, Tiffany was was here last night. My buddy Dan Stoddard was here last night. They, they're, they've been on a couple episodes each. And, uh, yeah, just hanging out around my kitchen table with uh, Clay Jack, a.k.a. Cal Bishop, a.k.a. Uh, Cal Jack, K-A-L-J-A-K. <laughs> so, um, and then so ad- ad- additionally, um, Cal is currently wrestling on the independent scene, so he's kind of um, going around um, – you know firing up uh, and he's looking for booking so anybody who's interested in booking him i'm going to uh, uh include his uh, all of his contact information basically is booking information on our website the bppc.com uh so if you're interested in reaching out to cal uh definitely check that out he's also um interested in getting some graphics created um so he if you have any ideas i know that he's kind of keen on including like the um, california state flag uh, with his name, you know, K-L-A-J-A-K uh, in there. So if you are a graphic designer and you're, and you're, hey, if you're a wrestling fan and you want to get involved, um, I'm going to post that on the website also. Please feel free to submit uh, some suggestions and um, some graphics. He would love it. He would love it. And, and definitely he'll be in touch with you and communicate with you directly if it's something that he likes. And I'm sure even if it's just a submission that kind of he passes over, he'll probably still reach out to thank you. So, uh if you're interested, like I said, I'll post that on the website, thebppc.com, along with all of Cal's um, contact information. Um, I'm sorry, Clay's contact information. Well, yeah, Cal, K-A-L now. Uh, contact information. Um, other than that, uh, I don't know where this podcast is going to go from here. Um, he kind of intimated that he potentially would be willing to come back on the show and bring with him uh, Chael Sonnen. So, I mean, needless to say, that just – raises the hair on my the back of my neck thinking of that i mean chael's uh, i mean just a legend in the mma community an absolute legend the i mean he is just the master of the mic the guy knocks people dead in the octagon he's a like a killer analyst uh, uh when he chooses to be the guy has a phenomenal podcast so if we were able to get chael on um i would have no words i mean i would just be so grateful um i am not holding clay to that i am not holding chael to that uh that it would just be a pure honor and treat and privilege if that were to happen um but he did uh cal did or uh, clay did kind of mention that um and then going forward we'll just see how it goes i'd love for clay to be able to get some bookings um uh through this podcast that would just be oh my god i'd feel great just being able to pay it forward and and use this itty bitty platform that we have here at the bpbc uh for clay to get some bookings that would just be phenomenal it made me feel so good and and Clay's such a cool dude. So, um, but yeah, going forward, um, it could be a week, two weeks, three weeks, who knows before our next episode, uh, it could be next week. We don't know. Um, I don't know where to go from here. We're going to kind of just keep winging it and, um, 
you you might have uh, just me by myself on the podcast next episode. You may have me, Clay, and Chill. You may have me and who knows, somebody else. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but needless to say, this thing is just um, kind of uh, somewhat been moving um, in a up, you know, there's got, we've got some upward momentum lately, and I'd love to see that keep going. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I, I do want to thank, you know, um, you know, like I said, Brian and Dan and everybody who kind of gets involved and, and there's stuff, stuff behind the scenes that, um, you know, is really cool that people just like they're, they're encouraging and keep me going. Cause there was a, I, you know, I took a relatively long hiatus, um, with this podcast, but I had my daughter and it was really challenging to do anything those first four or five, six months she was alive. Cause you're just full time, uh, with her. But, um, now that we're kind of back up and doing this thing um, and people are still kind of really encouraging and spreading it around on social media and we're getting a lot of good um, feedback and stuff like that. I appreciate it. But if there's anything that you guys want to hear, any topic you want covered, um, anything that you want us to talk about, any guests that you think that I should pursue and I am not telling you I can get them, but I'll damn well try. Um, let me know. Uh, email me the BPPC at gmail.com. So the letter B as in boy, P as in Paul, as in Paul C at gmail.com. Um, we're on Twitter at the, the um, at the BPPC also um, the website the BPPC.com. Um, pretty much pretty much all that good stuff. Uh, Facebook a, a lot of that stuff too just keep in mind is like underdeveloped because I didn't just haven't had the time to really uh, build out our social media platforms and stuff like that but uh, yeah feel free to go on there and um, give us your feedback and all that good stuff but without further ado we're gonna get you into this podcast um clay jack cal bishop ncaa all-american former wwe nxt superstar all that good stuff so um yeah i will catch you next time and i'll catch you actually on the end of this episode i should say um so i'll catch you on the very end of this episode other than that thank you it's been fantastic and i'll talk to you later enjoy the show reciting his also known as uh, aliases i have a lot of aliases all right go again i'm a man of many names again okay well we'll start from the beginning i was just saying that in college they called me the jackhammer and then when i did my developmental tryout for wwe it was cletus tahoe and then when i got signed to wwe nxt it was cal bishop but unfortunately i am now the artist known as cal jack which is a combination of all the names in one because I use my last name, Jack, but I dropped the C. It's spelled J-A-K, not J-A-C-K. Kind of <laughs> like how John Cena says, you can't see me. He has a little C yeah. with the X out. Same you, thing. You can't and actually see the And I took Cal C. and I put a K in front of it because I want to be unique. There you go. So, so where are you Where are you wrestling right now? And, and just in uh, full disclosure, the two guys that are with us right now. So it's uh, Peter Maxwell, the host. We've got Dan Stoddard has been on before. Brian Timmy has yeah. been on a million times. Um, they're not super in the know with uh, sports entertainment, wrestling. Um, they used to be back in the day. They went to Brian went to NWO. Used to follow dirt sheet stuff. Dan's favorite wrestler, unfortunately, was a Canadian crippler, which I'm not getting into any of that. Oh, no, that was yeah, terrible, yeah. right? So what a heartbreak! Yeah, so, what a heartbreak! Yeah. But but I do want to talk about um, 
where you're wrestling currently in a second. I don't I want to talk about that, but I want to spit off some some cool just some cool stuff. It's essentially the equivalent of name dropping. So Clay is a, is a uh, NCAA Division One collegiate wrestler from Oregon, Oregon State, State. and State. Uh, dude was an All American, legit badass. I believe, if I re- remember correctly, reading online, you were actually going to um, try out for the Rio Olympics. Uh, uh, did I read that right? <laughs> yeah, I, I tried, but it wasn't. Well, I know there's. Yeah, it was definitely a try. Yeah, I didn't oh. do so hot, but you know. And we're going to touch on that again, yeah. okay? But uh, he also, like he just mentioned, some of his uh, AKA um, his his ulterior uh, names, whatever. Uh, he was with WWE for a bit. Actually, I, you can kick me in the face if you don't want me to say this, but uh, featured prominently on Breaking Ground. Definitely was. Definitely like, was. Like legit star of that show, and it's funny because they actually the WWE on that show. If you were watching it, you would assume that they loved this guy, and we're going to write him, you know, a six figure contract, but. Anyway, you guys can watch it if you want to find out, or if Clay wants to get into it, he can. But um, WWE, he was with WWE and in the NXT developmental system, which is um, it's just a huge, huge brand these days. They're doing massive numbers. Uh, currently wrestling on the independents. Um, we mentioned before we got on the air, he has a little cameo on Chael Sonnen's podcast. I think it's like episode 176. Skip to the last, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes, and uh, Chael kind of preps it, and he, and then just Clay goes into this beast freaking of a of a promo. And uh, just shuts the place down. So that's that's uh, a little bit about Clay. Um, but I do want to get into it. We can talk about whatever. We don't have to stick to your uh, career, whatever. We can talk about anything you want. But I do want to talk about, like, where are you wrestling right now? Because you're on the independent scene, which is massive in the United States. These guys aren't too familiar with it. But indie wrestling's huge. So where are you at right now, wrestling? Well, I'm trying to get all over the place. Um, right now, I'm working with a small little promotion, Oroville, of all places. Mm-hmm. You'd think the town be flooded out by now because <laughs> of what's going on with there. But if they still have a little promotion going on called PCW. Those guys hit me up as soon as I parted ways with WWE. Huge favor. Great guys over there. And right now, I'm tagging with my buddy, Jody uh, Christofferson, who happens to be the son of the highwayman, Chris Christopherson. Dude, that's badass. I know, random. <laughs> super, super random. So I'm right, right now I'm doing some stuff with those guys. Hopefully in the future I can start branching out and doing more promotions. I just started pro wrestling this year. So it's been a good year and a half before I've done anything. And and uh, more than – and I'm saying it, Clay is not going to admit – well, I mean, hope, I don't know if he will, but I'm going to say it. Um, guys like Clay, good, phenomenal personality – um, great charisma, good skills on the mic. You're probably going to go back to WWE um, just once you get a little bit more. I'm assuming. Well, thank God this table's made of wood, so I'm going to start knocking yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah, but um, so the only reason that you guys don't know, the only reason that he basically was kind of nixed was because he was kept he, he was getting injured a lot. Um, like he was in a match and and I think your shoulder elbow popped out. Oh, pretty I dislocated my right shoulder. Yeah, like bad th- three times. Yeah, no fun. Right, and so they basically you know whatever. Um, but I got some questions about your amateur status. So, well, f- first of all, can I name drop right out the gate? Because you're the one who brought it up. Chael Sonnen. Chael Dude's P. awesome. Sonnen. Yep. UFC legend. MMA legend. Uh, ha- it, phenomenal podcast. He's crazy on the mic. Um, he's an anal- used to be an analyst for ESPN. Good I'm a good friend of yours, right? Or a friend, buddy oh, of I yours. love Chael. Chael and I go way back. And yes, so did guy. you wrestle at Oregon State with him? Or what's the story there? So I met Chael one day. He came in the practice room. He was teammates with one of my assistant college coaches, Kevin Roberts. Uh, Chael was just starting to get a huge uh, push in UFC. He was calling everybody out. He was backing everything up he said. And he was just becoming the next big thing. Now, he came in the room. I kind of knew of him. He actually watched me wrestle a little bit in college. My dad actually knew him really well. So Chael came in the room, but he didn't come alone. He came with Matt Linlin. Now, Matt Linlin's a former UFC star as well. So Chael Sonnen 
and Matt Lindland tag team me, and they're wrestling me up. <laughs> and unfortunately, I had a horrible uh, wrestling practice against Chael because I had Panda Express for lunch. Oh. Was pretty embarrassed about it because I had a really bad performance. Yeah. And my roommate, who was hurt at the time, was just riding, like, the exercise bike. Yeah. So he's watching me and Chael and Matt Lindland go at it. And I'm like, oh, oh you guys, I can't. I, my stomach's hurting really bad right now. I had, I had some low mane, some pork low mane. It's not settling in my stomach. And then my roommate called me out. He's like, you don't eat healthy enough. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, I met Chell at that day in practice. And then we just stayed close. And then he found out that I was doing pro wrestling. Yeah. He's Which he huge, loves. He loves pro Which wrestling. Which he claimed he was going to he was gonna buy the WWE. <laughs> it's like a $2 billion company. He's like, oh, I'm going to buy he, it he's out. He's not afraid to you say don't anything. Know no, he's, he's, he's awesome. Dude. Like, he's, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. If he wanted to buy yeah. it. Let him let him say what he wants yeah. to say. <laughs> so uh, we're uh, uh, I was uh, you were just talking about it's funny you were talking about the Panda Express and the guy who may or may not um, come a buddy of mine Tim was going to stop by but uh, he and I played collegiate junior uh, college soccer together at nice. a little place called Napa Valley College. Yep. And dude, the same thing. So we had the worst. We would work out and we were in phenomenal shape. But before games, like these collegiate level games, we go to this place called Pot Belly Deli <laughs> and amazing. eat like double meatball, extra cheese sandwiches and wonder why when we get on the field, we could barely move. We're like, what is this? Why won't our legs go? <laughs> There's a what you can eat yourself out of shape. I've oh, learned easily. that in college yeah, many times. You can easily eat your way out of shape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I ate my shape in field. Yeah. But but it's weird though because like as a wrestler, especially a bigger wrestler. Oh, and then what weight class did you wrestle? I was a heavyweight. But like, is there heavy and then super heavy? Well, okay. So they used to have super heavy back in the day, but they they have weight classes now. So in college, like the two heaviest weight classes are one ninety seven. So a guy weighing one hundred ninety seven pounds, and then the next weight from there is two hundred eighty five pounds. But most of the time, you don't see anybody weighing two eighty five. So what is a uh, because Kyle Snyder, uh, oh beast, uh, dude. Well, I was gonna bring him up because like, so Kyle Snyder is only two twenty five, and he maybe yeah, and he is. So Kyle Snyder is the Olympic current Olympic gold medalist, reigning world champion. Dude's like 19, 20, 21. He's twenty right now. Yeah, I think tw- maybe twenty one. Uh, goes to Ohio State. Yep, and he beats guys. So he ended when his first championship last year in twenty sixteen. He beat this guy, uh, eighty eight win win streak, Nick uh, Go- Nick Wisdowski. Yes, and he beat this dude, and this guy is huge and Kyle Snyder's you know small compared whatever but I was gonna ask you because like everybody who uh, talks about Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle mm-hmm. uh, when you you know you and I pro- Clay probably listens to a wrestling podcast I do but a lot of these pro wrestlers who have amateur backgrounds say Kurt Angle if they were allowed to go like the distance would would beat Brock Lesnar pretty much in a, in a wrestling well match. I mean you've probably some people have heard the story about when Kurt and Brock had a takedown contest yeah. in the middle of the ring. There are a bunch of versions, but There's yeah. There's a diff- bunch of versions, yeah. but I, I actually listened to, like, Ric Flair had his podcast. Yep. And uh, actually, Conrad Thompson, yeah. which I heard. Yeah, his, his know, co-host was on good here. Good interview. Yeah. Good interview. Might as well yeah. put a plug in there. I was nervous. Oh, uh, dude. Tell. Don't worry. <laughs> Conrad's a regular dude. Yeah. But anyway, they mentioned that they had, because uh, apparently Brock was throwing around the big show. Yeah. And just manhandling this giant. And then Kurt stepped in. And all it was is that whoever gets the first takedown wins. Right. But the thing is, they were doing, like, if you get to the ropes, you have to stop. You have to go back to the and middle. And reset. So, yeah, just hit reset. So, they would – it happened, like, a, a bunch where Brock would get to the rope. They'd yeah. stop. He'd get on Kurt. Kurt would get to the rope. And finally, I think after, like, 20 minutes, yeah, they finally had a clean takedown. Yeah. They, like, called it clean takedown. Sure. So – uh, you could say Kurt would have won that match. Yeah. 
but I don't know. It's, I just realized, yeah. yeah, I'm and I'm talking to you too. You were on the inside. It's like occurring to me. It, uh, you're you were on the inside for a while, so you're probably hearing firsthand from some of these veterans about that story. Like I've heard it. Oh, I'm I've assuming heard, I've heard a lot of stories. So, yeah, and, yeah, and I'm not gonna ask you to. I do not want you to do anything that would get you in trouble. You're not gonna get me in yeah. trouble. <laughs> yeah. I know. Okay. Um, but it, my point with that is, it's so interesting. So Kurt Angle is like significantly undersized when you compare him to Brock Lesnar, right? Brock could be up to like 300. You know, free. He, oh, he, he could hang in there that 300 range. Yeah, easily. And it's just fascinating hearing guys talk about how Kurt Angle, the most, it's just, it's it, you understate it, but it's like how Kurt Angle can move weight, like, quote, move weight. And it's crazy to think that he can manipulate Brock Lesnar and push that weight around. It doesn't matter how big and beastly Brock Lesnar is. He's so skilled, Kurt Angle, that he can, you know, essentially win a match. I mean, against a guy who's way over. And so it just fascinates me. That's why Kyle Snyder, which is, I happened to watch, like I said, just the, on over the weekend, the, the, the NCAA finals just randomly. Didn't even, I didn't even know you at that time. Oh, well, so I was uh, actually, uh, me and my dad and a couple of buddies went to that tournament. Oh, did they? In uh, yeah. Madison St. Square Louis. Garden? We didn't go to the Madison Square Garden one. That one would have been cool. That was last year. But this okay. year, it was in St. Louis. That's right. Yeah. But uh, I won't stop. I think it's funny that in the Madison Square Garden one, they had, uh, I think it was Billy Baldwin. Who was yeah. like kind of the why main dude? Why did I say dude? the same thing to my wife? I was like, why is why is Billy Baldwin? <laughs> here? It's one of the yeah. It's one of like the lower. It's like if you're ranking him, it's one of like the lower <laughs> tier. And dude, he's, he's the, the lower. Like yeah, he was known for backdraft. <laughs> yeah. the movie back. That's his biggest thing. Is the movie yeah. backdraft. That's a good movie. Yeah, right. but it just seemed funny that like he was in the audience and he knew his stuff though. He oh, see, I mean, he wrestled seen. that uh, Binghamton. Oh, oh so, so he wrestled the pain because he wrestled at Binghamton. Gotcha. But it's funny because like he's doing all these interviews and they're like, Billy, are you the toughest Hollywood actor and he's like I accept <laughs> <laughs> and then Steven Seagal like drops him with a freaking like kung fu kick out of nowhere oh maybe Steven Seagal's fat yeah I know I'm messing but like uh so uh yeah so what were you uh what movie did you see the other day I ran it all right that's where I, f- oh, I saw you what, what were you watching so I was kind of curious about it because it had the most views watched of any trailer of all time uh-huh so it was Beauty and the Beast but oh you know, I just just going in and seeing it with yeah. my mom. I mean, it's not like I saw it with her in a cartoon version when I was a little kid. I did, so you know, yeah. twenty five years later, here we are watching yeah, Beauty and the Beast the nostalgia live action. Live action. <laughs> yeah, that's my wife and I were there watching that. So you watched Beauty and the Beast as well, dude. My wife. She wasn't missing that for nothing. So we were there. We were going to go the uh, day it came out, but it was just, it was sold out. It was no, no way I, well, the thing is, I was going to go to the Edwards Theater because on Tuesdays they have discounts. Okay. And I also have a Regal card, so I was going to get like a dollar off yeah. buying my ticket. So I was only going to pay five bucks to see Beauty and the Beast. There you go. Yeah, but we get those Regal tickets. The thing. line was really long. Yeah. So I was like, screw this. Let's go to <laughs> That's go to enough Brandon, of that crap. So uh, so where whereabouts, you don't have to give me uh, your exact address, social, all that. No, but whereabouts oh, yeah. in Vacaville you live in? Where do you I'm live? I'm out in the cuts, man. I'm out in the country. I, I, if you guys are familiar with like Pippo Ranch, yeah, dude, I live yeah, right by Pippo Ranch. So where, where is that, Dan? Or where, where is that? It's here? like English Hills yeah. off of Cantaloupe. It's like a it's mile and a half. I'm like, for some reason, past, yeah. past where we live. Okay. Down Gibson Canyon, like keep going, keep going. Oh, yeah. got it, got it. Yeah, they're him and a bunch of them are they're on um, that on like Vine before it goes north. Oh Vine, yeah, yeah, little, yeah. The curved part, and so I, I kind of. I can get my bearings and like thinking of that, whatever. But, uh, uh, um, yeah, that, that's cool, man. But yeah. So like, are you a lifer? Have you been in Vacaville forever? Mm, Where'd you go to high school? I went to Vaca high. Oh, you did? What yeah. year did you graduate? I graduated 2007. Oh, okay. So you we were had, yeah, a ways we after us. Year. Yeah. We were oh one. Oh one. Good vintage. Yeah. <laughs> so you were oh seven and you, I'm assuming wrestled probably football. 
I did. I played football and I wrestled. Were you on that team that that Vacai team that like went and won won the state or whatever? Damn right. And, and then I was. they built that freaking massive. Uh, um, uh, they they essentially built out the other side of the the stadium. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, so are you talking about football or wrestling? But wait, you won both? I won both, dude. I was on both those teams. Dang. I know. I'm not gonna say it was a reason that was a big. Part did you uh, win your weight or like what's what are for, we talking here? So for my senior year, I won state. Um, you won. You personally won the team yes, and, and individually. Yeah. Well, Dang, was, dude. so we had a good team though. Yeah. And we had a bunch of my buddies. We all wrestled each other in the little kids club. Yeah. So like we had a we had a group coming in. Yeah. And my dad was kind of the main reason because he was like the main head coach for our kids club. So he like he's like oh we got we got some boys coming in they're gonna yeah. take this. So we had a good group coming in my senior year. Uh, we won state. And also, we had a good backable Bengals football team uh-huh. when we were little kids. So when we all came together at the same time, we went to high school for football. So we also had a good football team. So it was just like a perfect storm of athletes right. that came in 2007 at Vacca High. Yeah, I remember because uh, yeah, I was we had graduated. We were a few years out by then, but uh, I remember like reading in the papers that Vacca High was like winning this and winning that, and it was like this crazy roll. I didn't realize that. Uh, Wrestling too, you had one. That's crazy. Oh so yeah, you're an individual. State in wrestling. Well, I mean, I think the football was a little bit cooler because football's a it's just more, sport. yeah, more so, more recognizable, yeah. I guess, to people. Whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, a little bit of a fun fact. I used to wrestle, and I got uh, pretty much stomped in the dirt. I only wrestled uh, seventh and eighth grade, and then <laughs> and then I was gonna go out for. Oh, uh, I was about to say, was Thor Jensen your coach? Uh, uh he was the coach at. Yeah, he was the coach at Wood. Uh, yeah. He would have been my coach if I continued wrestling, but I did other sports. But uh, my yeah, seventh grade year, I got murdered, and the best I ever placed was third place at some like obscure tournament up in uh, like uh, Grass Valley or what? Top yeah, three. What's that? You made top three. You, uh, yeah, <laughs> you get a bronze. There was yeah, there was only two guys in the thing. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, like no, I I, I made uh, I made third place. But yeah, that was uh, it's funny though that, that wrestling stuff helped me, man. Like going on, like I'm telling you right now, like wrestling is one of the most useful skills and uh, like i'm talking like i know what oh i gotta dude would you ever do the ufc thing mma no 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 what no. injury prone or just not interested i'm it's not that i'm injury prone i mean yeah I've only uh, i'm not saying a that couple I'm, just, injuries. I'm editing that out but no you can leave that out. Oh, okay uh, <laughs> I don't want, uh, hey everybody i made a glass <laughs> i rolled in here in a wheelchair <laughs> no uh no i just don't want to do mma not into that stuff no. i mean it's not that i'm into it i like theatrics yeah yeah and I like to pretend. Yeah, who wants to get punched in the face? Yeah. For a living? I'd rather do theatrical <laughs> fighting. Well, there you if, go. Would you, uh, before before we like leave or whatever tonight, is there any chance you'd uh, like just cut a little promo? I can cut any yeah. promo. Oh, dude, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I can talk the talk. Yeah. Walking, it's a little differently. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you spent your, t- you were down in Florida for what? How long? I was in Florida for three years. But you spent three years in Florida? Three years in, in all Florida. in Orlando? Uh, so my first six months I was in Tampa because that's where they used to have the, um, it, at first for the developmental for WWE, it wasn't called NXT. It yeah. was called FCW. Oh, right. And it was Florida championship wrestling. And that's where all of the, some like the bigger stars like Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, those guys were all FCW guys. Yeah. And it wasn't till like, I think maybe like 2010. They changed it to NXT, but at the time it was just FCW, and I came in towards the last six months of uh, it transitioning from FCW to NXT, and 
when it changed, they decided to change locations. They felt like the best, most central location was um, Orlando, Florida. Mm. And they do all the NXT filming at this school that does straight. It's a filming school called um, Full Sail University. Yeah. So that's where they do all the NXT shows and they do a lot of filming and stuff there. It's just a good little venue. Yeah. So I was in Tampa for six months. Uh, trained at the old facility. It was just like a warehouse. I think now it's a Chuck E. Cheese. But beforehand, it was just a little warehouse. And then they bought this giant-ass warehouse that they now call their Denver Youth Performance Center. Yeah, yeah. So Okay, yeah, I was in – it's funny because I was in Orlando like two months ago, and I was looking on Google Maps to see how far where I was uh, it would be to the full sale. And I was also looking at if they were doing the tapings, but they weren't, whatever. But Oh, that sucks. I could have – I could have asked somebody on the in inside. On the on the in the know. Hey, you guys, just some guys, some tickets. Yeah, that would have been. I know that it's like it's hard to. I'm uh, not to get too deep, but but I know that it's like it's kind of like uh, blends in. It's not too easy to find that. No, place, it's right? hard to find. Yeah, full sale looks like it could be a shopping center. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, like it's right next to like a like kind of like the outlet mall. How like Maxwell yeah. has. It looks just like that. Is uh is full sale where that guy like came out or was outside with a gun and they had to like shoot him or was that the actual WWE? Okay, so that was at the performance. Center. That was. And this dude was obsessed with AJ Lee. W were you there? You were there. I wasn't there. Oh. At the time, I my shoulder was busted. I came. I did my rehab, and the trainer said, "Hey Clay, you can go home." Mm -hmm. So I was at home, and I get we get like this text message, like a group text message. Hey, there's a shooting at the performance center. Like, don't panic. Nobody was hurt. And we're all like, what? And it was kind of crazy. So yeah. we find out that this dude who's been occasionally making appearances to um, the performance center and he wants a tour and they're like, we're not going to give you a tour. Right. And he just was banging on the door, making demands that we're not going to give you demands. And he also thought AJ Lee was there. And it's just funny because AJ Lee was out of the company at that time. Mm -hmm. So the guy was being a little, you know, too well, rambunctious. Right? It was crazy. Yeah. So they called security. Security shows up. Uh, they had a tase gun, and they're like, "Hey, sir, you gotta leave." The guy charges uh, one of the security officers, and he happened to have like this, you know, was it, it was probably like a little knife, right? But regardless, he's charging somebody with a knife. Yeah. So he comes out, one of the dudes, uh, I think it was the deputy. Deputy's like, "No, bam, yeah, shot the guy down." That's right. Yeah. But it was a, it wasn't like a dangerous shot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Regardless, the guy got shot. Yeah. For there was a, it was well, there was like performance center. a lot of uh, I think around that time. I don't know if you remember how close you fall, but like. Uh, there was that, and then around that time, remember there was that like girl who was like some random little pop star, barely a pop star, right? Oh no! And, and, do you? Oh, it's such a sad story, dude. Well, there was that. She was doing like an autograph signing, yep. and then she was in Orlando, and then they're like, oh. Well, I don't know if it was a dude stalker, but yeah, it was a girl I think from American Idol, something like that. Yeah, and yeah. I forget her name, but did, did you hear did about she this? get murdered? Somebody yeah. filmed me, and she got dude, shot. So this girl, this with what? Oh, it, it might be that. Yeah, she was young, dude. She was, I'd say, probably just say 20 for the sake of argument. Yeah. And she was doing an autograph signing with her fans, literally just sitting in little girls and boys coming up, getting whatever. And some dude or girl or I don't remember what it was, came like freaking totally shot and killed her. That was like national, international news. But no, what was crazy is the night before they had the Orlando Pulse shootings. What was or that? The night after. Uh, the, the night, night, the night after. Club. I do remember that. that. And then, like, a couple, and then, like, I think a few days later, a kid got eaten by an alligator. Like there was I just, do I do remember that yeah. that boy right. the guy did There's Disney just like World. a whole like what the hell's going on yeah. right now. 
Dude, you know what's crazy? I remember when I was there in Orlando, I kept looking every single little speck of water I saw. I was like, I'm going to see a gator. And, like, there's water everywhere in Orlando. And oh, yeah. I didn't see nothing, dude. See? Did you I, see anywhere? You're no. <laughs> I lived there for three years. I didn't see any alligators. Uh, and people are like, you just, yo, you're not looking? I'm like, I don't want to look for them. I'm just yeah. saying if one comes my way, then I can say, hey, I saw an yeah. alligator. Didn't see a single alligator. Well, it's like you hear about them going in people's them. pools and, like, um, you know, crawling on golf courses. And so I'm like – it, it, it's just like how what people from the East Coast are like, oh, you you guys out in California, we like surf to work. Everybody says <laughs> you, that. You surf to school, and we're like, yeah, do you have you know alligators in your parking lot at work or whatever? They're like, dude, they're nowhere. They're nowhere. So, yeah, but yeah, great ocean I'm looking at right now. Yeah, right. Looking at a piece of like a disgusting backyard with a retaining wall. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, that place, man, I, I couldn't get over the fact how freaking flat it was. And I could not imagine being there in the summer with like 95 degree oh, heat, like 99 degree It's like a good sauna. <laughs> oh, how do you get used to that, though, dude? It, it takes a little bit. Well, I mean, I spent most of my time indoors. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like, oh, crap, I'm outside. I better be running errands. Yeah. What did you guys do? Um, like, what kind of shenanigans do you guys get up to? Because, like, uh, I'm assuming you guys have some, I mean, a good amount of downtime. We so had, there was a little bit of downtime. Well, I mean, I know that I've heard stories you work. Well, when I hurt my shoulder, I had a lot of downtime. Gotcha. So I definitely had a full year pass to Disney World and Universal <laughs> Studios. And I took full advantage of that. that place out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was a regular going in there. It's like <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights came up, and I was like, hey, we're doing every night. Every, yeah. We're going through all those little walk-through haunted things or whatever. So I uh, there's plenty to do in Orlando. And That's cool. Where did you guys, like, uh, form, like, was it easy to get along? Because it's so, like, to me, from the outside looking in, it's so in and out. Like, you get, it's, it's transient, right? Like, you get people coming in. People going out, people getting hired, getting fired, getting called up, blah, blah, blah. So was it hard to form friendships, or how did that work? So for me, it was like, all right, who are the guys that did amateur wrestling? All right, this – Instant bond. Instant bond. Yeah. It's like uh, we already knew kind of of each other. Yeah. And even then, also, when you do the tryout, you're going to meet some of the guys that also might get signed. Right. So when I did my tryout, there's probably like 40 people that tried out. And I think this is like the most Wait, they've ever. Uh, sorry like, to interrupt you. You said you had to try out with forty people. Yes. So you were competing right on the spot with forty people. Oh was, yeah. it, was it like a winner takes all kind of thing? No, you it's not like everybody. Oh. <laughs> but but I mean like I thought I thought it was gonna be like tough. <laughs> that would be dope. But yeah. dude, that's like on top of the people they already have under employ. Like that's super stiff competition. Oh well, it, it just depends. Cause I feel like when the tryout went on. I think they just want to see who could do the drills, who was coachable, and who had a good attitude. Yeah. Were and there people there that had, like, no business being there? Yes. I like, have, just yes. as a fan. There was this Polish security officer that was, like, 39 <laughs> years old, and I got forced to, like, drive with him everywhere. So he's, like, telling me all these stories. And I'm like, what, why are they – like, why do they ask you? Yeah. His name was, like – I, I just thought he was like the uh, – I just told everyone, yeah, the guy, the Polish strongman. They tried to bring him Marius Pujanowski. Oh, no way. Dude. It wasn't him, but I oh. just told everybody it was. Do you know who Marius – if you saw a picture of him, Dan, you both – you would know exactly who that guy is. That dude, man. Well, Google But this guy, yeah. but as this guy, his name was Marius. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, Pujanowski. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he was a security guy in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me all these stories about, like, people he did security for. Right. And – he was just like, oh, this person was good. This per I think I think I can't do a Polish <laughs> accent, but yeah, yeah that's pretty good. You're doing good. Say, You're doing good. good. Uh, don't like Rihanna, total bitch. I was like, oh no way. <laughs> Who else? He's like, Leo treats you right. I'm like, DiCaprio, yeah. Oh, and dude, then he said Mel cool. Gibson. He really loved Mel Gibson. 
I'm like, really? Mel Gibbs? He's like, yeah, he I don't know how well. I feel about that. That's what I said. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, don't let the media tell you different. I'm uh, like, I don't know. No, that that phone call was a private phone call. out there. Yeah, he, like, was, no, he was losing. They may yeah. share similar views, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, it could be. That, that's so cool, man. So, like, when you were there, um, did uh, you have – and, dude, I'm not trying to, like, only talk about – super. I'm just – Stop uh, me if this get I'm, if I'm, I'm gagging you. But did people like The Rock and stuff come in and train from here and you know here and there? Or, or uh, I never saw him, but his cousin actually. Um, I remember when she came in, Nia Jax. Oh, and that was yeah. pretty cool. She's doing big things now. She's doing great. Yeah, but yeah, that was as far as like big big names. I remember um, occasionally we'd have a couple big stars come in. Undertaker would come in every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Jericho lived in Tampa, so he'd come and yeah. stop by. Christian was like a regular. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite one that stopped by that actually became a coach was uh, Eugene. Oh, Nick Densmore. Yeah. So he was one of the coaches for a while. He was actually. Um, he's gone now, right? Though. He's gone yeah. now, but he's running a promotion in South Dakota because that's where his his wife lives. Okay. And uh, he's running a promotion there. So, but he there's him. He was there. Yeah. Um, like Billy. Uh, Billy Gunn was one of the coaches. Um, he uh, actually, you know the New Age Outlaws, right? The the um, uh, road dot. No, he, oh, dude, you, would, you would remember if you saw DX the ch- like the Mr. Ass. Anyway, <laughs> you guys, if you saw him, you'd know. But he's a cool. He's a cool. He unfortunately got like open anyway. Sorry, go ahead. Badass go. Billy Gunn. He's a good dude. Really. Well, I've heard of Billy Gunn. Yeah, yeah. But um, so Mr. Ass. So are you um, you're you're wrestling stuff? But are you looking to um kind of grow in like different ways within the wrestling industry i know you still want to be a performer make it back to the wwe all that stuff but are you looking to um um i don't know work like work for a promotion or, or well, kind of it, it so that that's a good question um for right now like the whole goal in independent wrestling is to branch out and mm-hmm. build your brand right be able to do as many shows as you can and you get it and then get as much experience as you can get right i mean pro indie pro wrestling is about how much experience you can get and some people have goals to make it in WWE. Some people have goals to just kind of like be a big fish in a small pond. Uh, I think it just it depends. For me right now, my goal is like maybe I should get back in WWE as soon as I can. Part of me is like, you know, how about you just start building your brand? Just try to make yourself as big as possible. Mm-hmm. And maybe down the road it'll work out and they'll say, hey, we like what this guy did. He used to be in the developmental. We have him featuring some stuff. You know, we can make a story out of it. Let's be, let's bring him back and let's see what we can do with yeah. him. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like pro wrestlers do it well into their 30s. Uh, actually, that's a, you're right. You know what I mean? So it's not like you're under the gun to get an NFL career. Like you're no, you're no. 24, 25. Like I gotta hurry and finish it. You could take your time and like no. fine tune your brand. If Absolutely. You will. Uh, they say that pro wrestlers don't really hit their like peak peak until they're 35. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why that is. That's just what they say. But I think a lot of it has to do with experience, being able to control the crowd, be able to control your opponent, whoever mm-hmm. you're working with. And the whole point is to tell a good, you know, story. And you're, you know, the whole thing is it's, I like to compare it to like, like fighting in movies. I mean, it's all the same. It's mm-hmm. choreographed, but it's like, how can you tell a story? How can you show that who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? And how do you get the crowd to like, want to be engaged and want to like get involved in this story right so that's the whole that's the whole real premise of pro wrestling and some people do it in a lot of different ways but yeah you definitely don't hit your peak until you're in your 30s right and it's funny because you're like well they say athletically you don't hit your peak until you're 25 
Well, it's just a little differently for pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's funny too because like you had like you said and you would know. I mean, like in wrestling, you got to be able to like have charisma. Like The Rock, that's why he's the biggest. He's Tons the top, I think the top drawn in the whole world right now globally for uh, movies. And uh, it's because he has a personality that just, I mean, it, it's, it has nothing to do at this point with wrestling. It's the fact that he connects with all kinds of audiences, uh, comedies, um, action movies, whatever. And so right out of the gate, with, like talking with you, there's a huge difference between you and a lot of, and uh, we're not going to name names, but like there's a lot of wrestlers <laughs> that have these just very like uh, stiff, um, I mean, just no personality at all. Well, I mean, a lot of those guys like right now that are up there are all given a script. Yeah. And the thing is, they are too afraid to either go against the grain or just do the speech or do their script right. or go word for word. So a lot of the time, they're just going to be robotic, right. try to say everything the writer gave them, whether it's Vince or whoever, Yep. and they're trying to make everybody happy right? instead of making them happy and making you know the fans happy. Right. So a lot of guys, just that's their comfort thing. They're like, well, if I read this word for word, I say it the way they think I should say it, then I should be okay. Then I'll be over with the guys in the back. It's yeah. like, you want to be over with yourself, mm-hmm. and you want to be over with whoever's, like, you're around, like, the yeah. crowd, the fans. That's that's the audience, and I think a lot of the time, maybe the WWE's, like, they don't know who they're trying to please. Right. Because a lot of the time, they think they know the fans. Yeah. More or less, it's the fans that well, really did, make up the whole. I mean, Vince McMahon, he's like, se- uh, he's like 70s, in his 70s, and he said on that Stone Cold interview, He's like, I understand the common man. This is like a 70-year-old billionaire who eats, like, lobster and, and steak, like, for every meal. You know, whatever. I'm, I'm embellishing. But, like, <laughs> like this dude is, like, I mean, like, seriously, understand the common man. Like, give me a break. So when he's writing this content for – I mean, I know there's writers, but when he's telling uh, 20-something Clay to go out there and you know, say this, the fans are like, come on. <laughs> like, just well, let you say it. there's some like, lines that I'm just like, oh, jeez. Yeah. You did not think of that. Anymore. Someone told you to say that. Well, and, yeah, that – it's like you said, sometimes it could be him, it could be somebody else, but yeah. some people could be a little out of touch yeah. when it comes to stuff. And it's just like, it's hard because a lot of those wrestlers, some of them are a little out of touch because yeah. they're traveling five days out of the week, only getting a day and a half to like themselves. So how can you like really know what reality is? That's why a part of me is kind of happy that I'm kind of back to where I'm from so right. I can actually know what life is yeah man it's cool yeah you, i mean from I, I mean we would agree i mean you're super down to earth i mean the fact that you um, um i kind of t- t- like i said this to about conrad um on the last episode i mean the guy owes me nothing uh did it for absolutely nothing he has a ultra successful career and he was on my podcast um same thing with you it's like you're doing the i mean you're not getting anything out you're just being a cool guy down to earth out, meet new yeah, people. hang exactly and it's and it's very cool but that takes you places you know that that takes you places man like and th- it will open up doors but um, I, I did want to say you said, um, and I don't know if I could bring this up again. I Go for it. Um, the whole you said that Dusty didn't really Dusty Rhodes uh, in training wasn't really he wasn't you weren't his favorite. You mentioned that he wasn't hot on me is what I'm what, saying. What's the deal? <laughs> like what what about you was he not um, kind of because it seems like you're just you're him. I mean you're the everyday man. I give him credit. Um, I so when I had my tryout, I cut this really over the top promo. And uh, he was just like, he showed a lot of personality. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I did show a lot of personality. But then when I got signed and they threw me, like once they signed me and then I came there the first day, it was during their promo class. Mm. So I was just like, okay, I don't really know anybody that got, you know, that's there. 
I like I've never done pro wrestling my entire life. So I thought actually my whole promo that I cut at the tryout was just a parody of what I thought they wanted to have. Right. Just messing around. Yep. So when I came there, I'm watching all these kids do their, their thing, their promos or whatever. It was kind of intimidating because some of those people, and now looking back, it wasn't intimidating. These guys sucked. I could put them all on the ground right now right. and put a shovel and dirt them up and I wouldn't care. Yeah. I bury them, but not anymore. <laughs> now, you know, back then that's what I looked right. at. But uh, I came in terrified. So um, I think, so back then, now they, when you're new, they let you show up. They don't let you cut a promo the first day. They just uh -huh. let you sit back, watch, kind of get an idea of what you're doing. And they don't even let you get in the ring and roll around for the first month. They just, they really baby everybody. Yes, yeah. they baby them. Yeah. Me, no, that wasn't the case. I showed up, they made me do everything. <laughs> like, we're going to go ahead day. and just uh, strip you of every ounce of confidence you yeah. have first and day. I, it was <laughs> like, man, this is intimidating because yeah. it's like they're pro wrestling. I call it theatrical fighting because that's what it is. Uh -huh. It's theater, it's fighting. It That's all it is. Uh, sure. But. I call it the physical theater. I call it the physical there theater for like fighting wrestling. You so get worse injuries than most sports except hockey and uh, probably football, you know. <laughs> well, you take your bumps. I yeah. mean, that's for sure. But as far as, like, Dusty not, like, liking me, I just didn't show him a lot of personality. And I think he was like, what the fuck? This kid did really good in his tryout, and he's kind of a dud right now. Yeah. So it, it kind of, you know, it's like you have to earn Dusty's respect. Yeah. And you could earn it right off the bat by showing some personality and charisma. And that was something that I didn't, you know, I was afraid to kind of show my personality because it's like you're trying to make everyone happy, but you're also really nervous that if you say something and do something and it just shows that your confidence could be considered cockiness. Mm. So that could rub somebody the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of learning the difference between the both. Like yeah. You can be cocky but you should also be a good person but it's know? so weird like you hear that and they're like oh, we want you to show attitude but then if you show attitude they're like you're <laughs> you're going into business for yourself you're yeah, trying to make yourself exa look exactly you're trying to bury this guy yeah. by, you know doing like, what this do you want me to like, do? yeah it, it's it's hard to like find that balance of like making pleasing everybody and pleasing yourself yeah so i i you know for me for sure i just was afraid to try something in front of Dusty because he was just so critical of he, well, he's a legend. Yeah, he, now, yeah outside of I mean, people know him outside of sports oh, yeah. entertainment and he's too. An, and he's an icon. And he's yeah. one of like the greatest minds of the business. Right. But you know, it's intimidating. Yeah. But I wish if he was alive now, I'd love to do some stuff and show him sure. what I can do now. It'd be a lot different. So change the gears just a little bit if you don't mind. So like <laughs> it's funny. So we have a. For years, I well, first let me say I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast, nice. and he had a football player named uh, Adrian Foster on recently. Adrian Foster, Foster. Arian Foster, who's confident that he could um, kill a wolf with his bare hands. And for years, I've said that I could <laughs> take a take a a two hundred pound deer down with my bare hands. And these like Dan specifically, no, is super critical. And I'm always convinced that I could take down a two hundred pound deer. Is there <laughs> is there an animal that you think you could take one on one? hand-to-hand -hand combat and put, put that thing in the grave now what kind of animal are we talking here? and you get to pick Any so arian, arian what is it arian foster yeah, he arian. picked a wolf i picked a deer and i've been saying a deer for like five six years probably. maybe that dude's got a bunch of huskies and he plays with them and that's why he said oh, he just got a new puppy husky and he's like oh i can take any wolf because i can throw down this little dog let me let me preface this by saying there's a story of this like 70 year old oh, russian come on. woman she doesn't count she's T russian but tell tell what tell the story real quick you you read the actual article what was it where, where she was yeah, how old was she where was she well, from she's like in her 90s she's from ukraine and she was like tending your sheep or something and 
and uh, she got bit by a, a freaking a wolf. wolf, and she had like an axe, so she was Hatchet. splitting wood, and she ended up uh, the wolf bit her, and she couldn't get to her axe in time, or so she strangled it to death. She's a ninety-year-old <laughs> woman strangled a freaking wolf to death, dude. A ninety-year-old woman. That gave me a serious boost of confidence in my odds with this damn deer. And so Arian Foster saying that he could take a wolf, I. I believe it. So this is a ninety-year-old. A ninety. This is a real story, dude. A ninety-year-old Ukrainian woman killed a wolf with her bare hands. Did they have the wolf's body? When did Probably. That's what I said. I'm googling it. No, dude, it happened. But anyway, if you had to pick an animal, this stuff fascinates me. I'm not even kidding. And I've been telling these guys for years I could do it. I think a 200-pound elk's doable. You think so? I think so. I've seen a picture of my dad and my grandpa like tackle like, I think it's a a calf. Which I think weighed like 200 pounds, but he took that out. He tackled it with any assistance? Well, Did they dart it? He might have had a rope, but yeah, he had a like my grandpa had the rope, but my dad just muscled it over. Mm-hmm. My dad's a big guy too. Did, did you see the uh, the guy in um, <coughs> in Canada that basically like single handedly uh, put an end to spear hunting bla- uh, black bears? Did you see that? No, he, that sounds oh. kind of cool. Yeah, so this guy and he was like you know kind of our age, younger, real cocky though, and he was in he was out there and he he they baited a black bear. And uh, they speared it. He speared it inside, threw a spear, killed the black bear. But it was super gruesome, and he was, like, celebrating. And, of course, there was outrage from, like, PETA and blah, blah, blah. So uh, because, essentially, of his attitude, not the not the ethics of the kill, it's completely banned in Canada. You can't spear hunt bears anymore. Spear, spear hunting or can you kill a deer that way? Or? Yeah, I mean, you can, go, you can go shoot them, I'm sure. But this dude s- threw a spear from, like, 20 yards away at a black bear and killed it. It was pretty pretty damn incredible. So. Not to change something, but that, that that that's a cool story though. That made me think about the movie Wolverine, where he's like walking around the woods and he found like this this bear dying, and he pulls out like the arrow that killed the bear, and he knew what kind of arrow it was, and he finds the dude in the bar, and he kicks the guy's ass in the bar. He's like, quit hurting these animals. Wait, is that the new Wolverine? No, X Men Origins. <laughs> oh, because there's a rated R Wolverine coming out. So the the Logan came awesome. out. Well, we were, uh, Brian and I were talking about this the other day how. Um, all these movies, the DC, Marvel, they keep spinning out these uh, comic book movies, whatever, and they're cool, whatever. But it's like, it's all this action, and there's like hardly any blood. And and when Blackpool, I want to say it was Deadpool, Blackpool, Deadpool, Deadpool. <laughs> Blackpool the sorry, I'm, I'm butchering stuff. <laughs> Deadpool, yeah, Deadpool. I don't get much sleep at night with the baby. No, uh, Deadpool came out and it was rated R and just like tore it down. People it, like tore it up at the box office. So they're like, oh shoot. So they're making this Wolverine. This final Wolverine is gonna be rated R. When did it come out? Like two, oh, I, no, I saw it like that. two weeks ago. It was good. Oh, it was, it was really It was good. bloody. Yeah, it was really good. good. Wait, you saw it? You don't go to movies? Yeah, I know. Everybody's seen it but you. That's, that's yeah. totally worth going to see. Dang it. Why well, don't you go to movies? Shoot, I got to go see this movie. So it's pretty good. Was there a lot of blood? Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's tons of blood. Dude, you like, what, in the first scene, you like cut people's heads off and you like. So you could finally see Wolverine do what he actually does? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like you slashed and the guy falls away. It was like impaling. Yeah, because that's Dex 23, his clone. What is it? His daughter. Oh, he's got a daughter with the but, and she has Addy or um. Well, she went on her feet too. Yeah, so yeah, she, she has, has a surgery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, she can't. You're no, not born with that, right? Yeah, she did. She was like, born yeah, with. There's some special like the hospital mutant sperm But that doesn't make bank. sense. So she was born <laughs> with an implant. No, <laughs> that would no, be like they used his DNA. And yeah, then, they and then implant. Like and then implanted her. Oh, they, they yeah, well, yeah. they uh, impregnated these Mexican chicks. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. 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 I don't, we don't want to spoil yeah, it. Yeah, once you watch the movie. You can go <laughs> see it. <laughs> you, you, know, you, can, you can deny as much as you want, but if you go see it, then you, In, you in my head, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that, like, if the my movie? wife were to get a boob job yeah. and had a daughter, my daughter would be born with a boob job. That's how I'm thinking of it. No, it just, I it think they, they experimented with the kids. What's the story of Wolverine? How does he get claws? I don't even 
They freaking put him in a lab and, and put that crap in his body. Yeah, he was yeah. like Weapon well, yeah, X or something. You could learn all this by watching the origin story. Are you a fan it's of the DC Marvel? Oh, I'm a fan of all that. I love there, it. There you hardcore go. Hardcore fan? Not a hardcore, but I mean, like, if I go to the movies, most of the time it's to see one of those. Gotcha. Yeah. Were you into the Lord of the Rings, Harry Potters, anything like that? I like Lord of the Rings. Actually, um, I, was I got fan. some CDs. I got to check back in for the library. But hey, there's books go. on tape. <laughs> Wait, the what? Oh, the books Lord on of the tape. Rings. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh yeah, I was a super fan. We bought the like the leather bound extended versions of all of the things. Oh, I had a risk. Those. Lord yeah. of the Rings risk. Puzzles. I like the commentary stuff for that. It's good. Yeah, it was really good. I couldn't bring myself to watch the um, uh, the Return of the King commentary. It was too sad because at the time it was the end of the trilogy <laughs> before the Hobbit was announced. Did you see Hobbit? Oh yeah, of course I did. The day it came any out. Of the movies What's that? I have you to go, go gentlemen. Okay. I have somebody I need to stalk. Oh yeah. Oh, nice. go freaking right. Hey, it's nice to meet hey, you. Hey, yeah, man. What? Oh, yeah. What thing was Dan on? Let me see. And we'll, Clay, we'll get you out of here soon. I don't want. Oh, no I don't worries. Want. Number three. Number three. Dan is on number three. Yeah, no, I'm gonna turn off number three, and then it's gonna cut Clay's mic. The star of the show. Well, I'm just hanging out. Oh, that's good. Hey guys. Oh, she's probably taking putting the baby down. See you, dude. Thanks for coming over, man. Um. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, so the story was is like my buddy Tim was gonna be here, um, because he's obsessed with um. Like he loves UFC, so like he was he was gonna be totally oh. intrigued by your wrestling career and like Chael Sun, like all that. stuff. I can tell him I, I listen to a lot. I listen to Chael's podcast all the time. So uh, what, what was the deal? I don't. Do you listen to like every episode? Because I have a question. I do. Okay. I, I try to listen to everyone. What happened with uh, Chael Sun and um, uh, Vader? Was uh, Vader ducking him? No, Vader. Okay, I actually I know Vader's kid. Uh-huh. Uh He was in developmental with me for a little bit. Um, so I heard stories that like Vader's just kind of a He's a sensitive guy, but right. he's really old school, and that he's just not familiar with technology. But I think also Vader was going through a rough bit with the car wreck and finding out he had heart problems oh, and people, him, brutal, people telling that. him that like he doesn't got long to live mm-hmm. and just like he was going through a little rough patch. Right. So having this podcast set up with Chael, who or yeah Chael, who he didn't know anything about, like he didn't know what a podcast was, right. so. They just had bad, you know, communication. Just, yeah, bad communication. It. They had horrible contact. So Chael just decided to make this a bigger, bigger deal. Yeah, and that's all that was. And there's real no heat between those guys. Okay, anything. yeah, I was, I was just wondering because I, I think that I, when I listened to most of Chael's podcast episodes, and like I kept seeing like. Uh, Vader, and then like the title of the next one would be like, no, really, Vader's coming, and I and it makes sense. Oh, they made it a running, coming. they made it a running gag. I could see that. They yeah. made it a bit about yeah. when's Vader showing up. So is uh, can I um, is do you know or or because I, I I haven't really researched. Is Chael still? Uh, how, does he have more fights to go with Bellator? He so he's under a contact uh, contract deal with them. I think he's guaranteed like three or four fights. Okay. So even though he lost the Tito, he has probably like three more fights left in his contract tell me why in the lead up to that fight chael had to carry the damn like um promo and everything what are you saying Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was saying, well, didn't they say that was like a fake fight or something was that something uh they're saying that the kimbo slice ken shamrock one oh. yeah there there were some questions about that one uh chael and tito i couldn't even imagine would have a fa- i mean they're just they're just too blue blooded. <laughs> like they're gonna go out there, like they're or not blue blooded, uh, red blooded. They're gonna go out there, like looking for to knock somebody out. I'm assuming. So they're they well. <laughs> I mean, I think well, Chell had like some little history with Tito before uh, they fought. So uh, two legends. I well, mean, yeah, but before that, Tito wrestled at Cal State Bakersfield, 
Oh. And Shale wrestled at Oregon University. And they're in the same weight class. No, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Chael wrestled Tito in college. And they only wrestled once. And Tito lost to Chael. And, like, a, he caught him with a head and arm mm-hmm. and pinned him. So Tito, like, flunked out of school, like, right after that. And then got into MMA. Right. And he was just kind of one of the first breakout stars of it. Well, yeah, he was. Chael was just, you know, still wrestling. And then he didn't, he wasn't sure if he wanted to wrestling wanted to do realty wanted to help his dad with plumbing or if he wanted to get into mma uh-huh. so he decided to go mma route and then just took a different path that you know led him up to fighting tito now in bellator right right yeah i mean dude he's like i said mma legend he's gonna draw so and it's funny because like i feel Bell- like bellator puts on more i mean they're super fights but i get it they're like kind of you know maybe they're a little past their prime whatever but there's legit super fights like if they happened four or five years ago six years ago they'd be like barn burners you know what i mean well i think the whole thing about them getting kind of these older guys fighting is the thing is what brings eyes to the product right so when you see oh man these guys are going to fight cool well you're also going to have a michael vernon page who's going to be on the fight card and you're also going to have a few other guys be on the fight card and all this does is bring more attention to these understar these you know stars are up and coming yeah so all this is doing is just building up the product by having these old timers come in punch each other out but at the same time you're going to tune in at 7 yeah 7 p.m eastern time you're going to watch it and then you're going to see all these other guys fight yeah so all all that bellator is doing with hiring like kind of the older veterans is they're just trying to get more eyes on the sure. product and it makes sense yeah they're they're paying for the yeah they're paying for the guys to bring the eyes to the tv and then you get to showcase some of the younger talent i was telling brian that michael page dude he was the guy did you see online he's the good dude the who, English dude watching? yeah and he's the guy who need uh, that guy, the male version of Cyborg, whatever. Did you? See, he need him in the skull. Dude, he caved the the crown of his skull in. That that's never happened like ever. I mean, the, the odds of that happening, it's just oh, dude, it's sickening. That guy could have died. I mean, that guy could. He he could have died. Yeah, he, he could have internal cranial bleed. I think he's. I don't know what he's up to now. I, I still think he's suffering from. But the one thing about that fight is MVP. Like puts on this is when all that Pokemon Go <laughs> stuff was real popular. Yeah. He pretends he's Ash Ketchum, yep. throws a Pokemon ball at a guy he just indented his yeah. head and his cranium. Yep. He did, dude. If, if you got to look up the video, uh, whoever's listening, I'm gonna post the video. Um, what what Clay's talking about? Um, on, on my website after this because uh, it's it's insane. He knees so Michael Page knees the dude, collapses the guy's skull. And then pulls a pokeball out and does the whole like um, basically the motions whatever and like throws the freaking pokeball like he's capturing his downed opponent. It's the most like epic thing you've ever seen. And that guy should be in UFC. P- Brendan Schaub said he would get kind of torn apart in UFC because you know, that's pop- what you know. What is that guy? You but know? yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I think mean, he would do awesome. I I I love Michael Page. I've been telling this Brian about him forever, and and he's just so entertaining and. I mean, I would pay to go. Like, if they did a show up at wherever, whatever arenas in. Uh, well, they, they're based in San Jose. They are, yeah. Yeah, they're based in yep. San Jose. Yeah, they they've done some good shows. They did that a uh, uh, year or two ago. They did uh, Glory uh, with Bellator Combo, mm-hmm. and they had a box. Uh, uh, anyway, they had a ring, a regular ring with an octagon. It was pretty pretty cool. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love MMA, but um, it's funny the p- the Pokemon stuff. Did you get caught up in that when it came no, out? No, no. I mean, I had it, I got it, and I was like, all right, cool, I'm going to try this out. And I just never, I, I just, the whole, okay, what really got me was, like, you guys know, like, downtown Vacaville. Oh, yeah. I would, you know, during my, like, I'm not doing anything in this town, I would drive to, like, Winco at Friday night, and I'm like, yeah, there's probably some people at the bars, I'm going to be careful yeah, when yeah. I drive through. 
and I see all these kids or just whatever teenagers, early tweeners, and they're all like playing Pokemon Go at Andrews Park. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Lame. Go out and get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Quit Clay, put Clay chasing put the, the Pikachu. Wait, Clay, put the mic a little closer to your mouth. Oh, just sorry. Bit. No, it's cool. Just scoot it closer to you. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, no. Um, and there's videos online of like swarms of people like in New York, big, big cities, massive metropolitan cities. And they're like, Charizard's over there. Charizard. And there'd be like a swarm of like well, 10,000 people. There was a video of someone what, in New York City jogging yeah. while playing and crashing into a cop car or something. Oh. Can you imagine how many times that happened, dude? Oh my Stupid. gosh, that's probably happened so many times. Like, can you imagine putting that like in your insurance adjuster comes out? Well, what happened? Well, I was looking at my phone. What are you looking at? Yeah. I was looking at a Pikachu. I was capturing <laughs> Pikachu. And like, yeah. Pikachu. It's like, yeah, be sure to use the app when you file file your claim. It's like, yeah, you you attach a you attach a file like a picture, a snap, a, screen, a screenshot of Pikachu. No, this is the. This is what caused my accident. The cops like, well, at least did you catch it? No, I didn't catch it. <laughs> what? Oh, damn it! Doubling your ticket. So, do you uh, do you go downtown Vacaville? What do you do? Do you go to the bars? Do you do the bar scene? Uh, what do you no. So I occasionally I'll just I'm more of a homebody guy now. Like when I lived in Orlando and Tampa, like I went out occasionally, especially in college. I I used to do a little bit right. of stuff, but now it's like, man, <laughs> I don't do anything. Gotcha. Occasionally I'll work out. Occasionally I listen to a podcast. That's why I was excited to be on this show because I love me yeah, some podcasts. And if I do go out, it's like I'll go to Sacramento or go to San Francisco, and I have a couple friends in those areas. But it's it's rare. But lately, um, I was coaching a lot of the high school wrestling. Oh, cool! So I was spending a lot of my time traveling with those guys. That's the so, best, dude. I, I yeah. had a fun. I coached um, the the soc- the girls varsity soccer team for two years at the high school I graduated from. And, dude, it was so fun. It was awesome. Uh, you get paid not much, but it's fun to go out oh, there. it's just the experience is fun. It is, exactly. And you're going out there. I remember I used to go out, like, the sun shining. It's like you're out on this, like, gorgeous grass field kicking, doing what you love, playing mm-hmm. soccer, coaching. And then you get the competitive bug because, like, as they win, you win. You feel that win and stuff like that. So that stuff's awesome. But um, um, I was going to ask you, after Breaking Ground kind of hit, because it was kind of – the episodes you were on were s- pretty impactful. Uh, a lot of people remembered the stuff that you were on because – it was like, you know, I mean, Brian hasn't seen it, but I felt that was very re- relatable. That's uh, sure, that kind of my thing. I was being, I was very relatable. Well, dude, fig- think that, I mean, like I saw Breaking Ground a year and a half ago and I saw you walk by in the theater and I just facial recognition alone remembered who you were. So it was a pretty memorable uh, stint of uh, time you spent on that show. So oh, that's great. Yeah. I think it released December of 2015. Yeah, man. It's been a while. So it's, it's going to be two years yeah. pretty soon. Yeah, and so did you get noticed, though, more uh, after that came out, obviously, probably? So it's funny because in my head, I had this, like, perfect setup. I was like, all right, since I just got fired. And I got released October 9th. I got It was October 9th when I got released, but the episode got released a couple, like, a month after I got let go. Yeah. I, yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to go back what I do best. I'm going to go back into freestyle wrestling. I'm going to go do Rio. So I made this, like, I'm going to do Rio. I'm going to try to get in the Olympics. Uh, I was just kind of, I was crazy and bitter at the time. Mm-hmm. So I did a little, you know, I, there was actually like a good little training center in Florida, just up the, you know, just the town over from where I live. So I would just go there and wrestle around. Um, so I was just doing that. So I'm thinking like the episode of me getting fired will come out. And at the same time, I'm going to be wrestling like this tournament. It's going to be a good, like, you know, they screwed up type of thing. Right. But instead, it didn't go that way. I got my butt kicked uh, the two matches I wrestled. But both kids were really good. The kid that I lost to my first match uh, lost to Kyle Snyder in the NCAA finals this year. 
Oh, so the kid Ma- was a Medbury kid's a or bad something. Yeah, Con- Connor Medbury. He's yeah. a badass. Gotcha. And then the next kid I lost to was a kid I wrestled in college twice. So I was just, a sh- you know, I wasn't gonna beat him. He was gonna beat me. He was a two-time All-American that wrestled out of Iowa. Okay. So he was really good too. So I had, you could say it was a bad draw and whatever, because mm-hmm. both those guys placed in the tournament. But it's just. You know, it's just kind of how the way the match went. Yeah. For both those guys, but uh, it was a good. Re- it was. I, I like to tell everybody I kicked in the nuts three times that year. Uh, when I had my when I dislocated my shoulder, mm-hmm. had surgery, when I got fired, and then when I got my ass kicked in the U.S. Open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was a, my. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> right. So I, I was gonna ask you. Um, like and we, and we can kind of cover i want to i want to get back to your personal story but like i do it's it's funny because it's like i'm torn between asking you about your personal stuff because it's so fascinating then i'm torn because you've got so much experience at oh, I'm the highest book, level dude i'm not gonna say no to anything well no it's just like uh it's you have this high level high high level experience like nc you know ncaa all-american right big mm-hmm. deal uh top 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 tier um uh sports entertainment um performer um whether you were there for a short time a long time doesn't matter you made it for a while mm-hmm. and you're gonna go back and so, um, but my question is, is like, so it's cause I, I just like, these are things that like, I wish I could ask um, professionals all the time, but it's like, you know, don't have access. So my question is you see somebody like Daniel Cormier, who is known in UFC as just being obviously the phenomenal all around fighter. I get it. He's just, he's, I love him. I think I'm going to, okay. I know you, I, all right, I'll, I'll let you, you, you can, everybody has, uh, not many people like him. I personally, I wrestled Daniel Cormier when I was 19. Okay. In college. How'd and that I'll, go? I want to hear about Well. That. This was in a tournament. Uh, it was a regional qualifier for – actually, so this is what's funny. Um, I was actually ranked uh, at one point in the nation when I was 19 and for, like, the Olympic ladder stuff. Mm-hmm. So I remember I go to, I went to this tournament, and, like, I heard Dan Cormier was going to be there because he was already Olympian at the time. Like, we all knew of him. He's just a badass. And he was a 211-pounder when he wrestled – in the Olympics. Okay. So he didn't make weight and he decided to go heavyweight in this tournament. So the brackets came out and I look at, I'm like, Oh crap. I got Cormier first match. I thought he was going to go to 11. So I ended up wrestling Cormier and I'm, he's not like the biggest guy, but it didn't matter. His, his center of gravity is insane. It's exa- wacky. Yeah, though. exactly. Yeah. So when we wrestled, you know, he took me down, he turned me a few times and then that was the first round. The second round went on. He shot on me, and I threw him in a chest lock, and I put him on his back. And then he got out of it, and then he put me on my back and pinned me. But mm. I was the only person in the whole tournament that scored on him, which oh. is kind of funny. Wow. Yeah. But it just it was it. What happened? You know, later he becomes this big UFC yeah. superstar. Sure. Yeah, and, and yeah, he's a superstar. And like I said, a lot of people are polarizing, right? You hear that a lot. Polarizing, love him or hate him. He's not a lukewarm kind of guy. People yeah. either love him or hate him. I I really like him. Down in San Jose or whatever, mm-hmm. um, he's a huge wrestling fan. So I'm, I imagine. Well, he wrestled in college, and you know he's in the Olympics. Well, um, uh, oh, pro wrestling, pro too. wrestling, huge pro wrestling fan as well. Right. So I would imagine he probably at some point, um, you know, you were he probably still if you don't keep in touch with him, he probably still you know was following you and stuff on Breaking Ground and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I'm sure he. Ha- I'm sure there's a few of those guys. I know Chael definitely be. did. There, there's a few guys that with, were pretty familiar. Yeah, with without it. a doubt, there's got to be. So, um, but my question is like, um. Again, Daniel Cormier gets all this respect. They look at him like he's this world class. Yeah, he was in the Olympics, um, world class wrestler. He's like the guy you look to in the in the UFC as like the wrestler. Um, mm-hmm. But how big of a discrepancy 
would there be? Because I feel it's a game of inches, right? In football, game of inches, and like there's such when you get to the elite level of sports, there's the the the, the fraction of difference between what's good and great is so small, but it makes all the difference. So, what is the discre- What kind of discrepancy are we talking about in terms of skill between Cormier and somebody like Snyder, who people look at Cormier and go, "Dude, this guy's he's the best wrestler." You know, I'm saying he's the best, but he's one of the best wrestlers in the in the UFC, if not the best. But what would be what's the difference? in terms of him and, like, Snyder? I mean, is it so vast? Because Snyder's, like, world champion, gold medalist, blah, blah, blah. Would, would Snyder mop the floor with him, or would it be competitive? Well, I mean, that just that's a that's a tough question because mm-hmm. you never really – you can't really answer that unless, unless they actually went and wrestled yeah. and they did something. But I think as far as the MMA goes, Cormier could probably beat Kyle because he has an MMA background. Well, certainly. He, I mean, it's just – and maybe if they went toe to toe in a mat room, you know, they, I'm Snyder would I'm beat him yeah. up. Snyder would beat him up. Okay, but I mean, it's just different because, you know, I mean, just Kyle's the man. His style is just he could take on anybody. Like, yeah. So. So that that's kind of what that's interesting. So that's kind of what I'm getting at. You're like saying he beat him up. So that's that's what's fascinating to me. But in like a fight, I mean, Cormier, Cormier would beat sure, him. Sure, sure. You know, he beat him. Yeah. Sure. Definitely. Certainly. Um, but yeah, and and I guess Snyder is. Um, He's going to be splitting his time coming up training for UFC, so allegedly, right? Well, we don't know. Yeah, um, but that would be cool to see somebody like that in there. Uh, um, uh, there are a couple uh, other podcasts who were saying that would be like the Michael Jordan of the amateur wrestling world, basically. Coming well, we all the, thought it was going to be Jordan Burroughs, which I think he was a good ambassador. You, you guys familiar with Jordan no, I'm Burroughs? Not, no. So he won. Uh, he was a gold medalist, uh, 2012 in London, and he's just a good-looking guy. Had a great, awesome, entertaining, you know, wrestling style, mm-hmm. which is kind of hard to have. Um, so he was just a good-looking guy. Had great style. Yeah. Um, fit fit the mold of right. what you know wrestling needs to be. And he had an unfortunate appearance at the um, in Rio. Just maybe some people said too much pressure got to him and just yeah, you know, just oh, okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, it's ringing a bell. They, he he had some advertisements and stuff come yeah. out prior to the Olympics. Yeah. Yep, I remember. I remember that. Yeah, um, I, I don't. I can't really like. I think it was like the Hershey chocolate bar thing. He had yeah. like some stuff on YouTube, uh, where they had they had the ad before before the video, and he had like the Hershey spot for a little bit. Yeah. Do you remember by any chance when you were a kid? Um, you're a little bit younger than I, but there was <laughs> in the '90s Dan and Dan. Do you, do you did that ring a bell? Yeah. Do you know what yeah, it is? So Dan, Dan and Dan was like I think a Reebok a Reebok deal, and they were basically two American triathletes, um, pentathletes, whatever. They competed in the same sport, and they were basically projected to compete for the gold medal. And like one of them, and basically they had all the sponsors. They were good looking, fit the pat. You know, they were the they were like the John Cena of that with two of them, right? And then they both essentially like shit the bed. <laughs> that so, rem- yeah, <laughs> that reminded me of the Gronkowski commercial where. You see the dude walk around in Gronk's jersey. Yeah. And everyone's like, Gronk, what's up? Hey, Gronk. And it was actually Gronk's brother. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's, that kind of stuff, it's like, I mean, you hate to say it because it's like you want to see people reach uh, their fullest potential. Um, you you, you want to see people reach their fullest potential. Um, but so you see stuff like, you know, Ronda Rousey and like all this stuff. People start to like slowly fall, slowly fall. And fortunately for me and Brian, we're kind of bandwagoners. Not bandwagoners. We've been uh, fans of Connor since, yeah, since he got popular, right? Let's just say it. Um, before, yeah, we're bandwagoners. But fortunately, our dreams haven't been <laughs> like spit upon yet because he's still doing his thing. Um, but I have this horrible feeling that like if he fights Mayweather, 
I, I just have this feeling he's gonna get Mayweather won't knock him out. He's gonna outpoint him. He's gonna he's gonna just destroy him, right? Um, in terms of just like jet out, he's gonna outbox him. But I, I I can't bear the thought of seeing Conor McGregor get knocked out, and I have a feeling it's gonna come. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I'm not a big Conor fan. I, not many people are. But the thing is, I I have my reasons why I didn't like Conor because he fought Chad Mendez. And Chad Mendez is someone who I used to wrestle with in college. And, uh-huh. You know, I'm friends with him. So uh, wait, Chad, uh, Chad Mendez used to fight 130, 45. 145. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I knew yeah, him cool pretty well. Very cool guy. And then also um, Nate Diaz is from the area. Oh, don't so. everybody loves them, dude. So it's just like <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I wasn't drinking the Connor Kool Aid. Yeah, but. When he fought the Alvarez, I didn't like really pick a side for that because yeah. I'm like I'm not I'm not sold on Eddie Alvarez because he hasn't had a hot career in UFC like he won the belt but it wasn't like he had a great yeah, record. He's mostly Bellator. Yeah, he's mostly Bellator, mostly an underground guy. So it's just like the matchup was kind of wishy washy. And this was after the whole Conor Diaz fights, right? You know, yeah, like those were epic. Yep. So when he fought Eddie Alvarez, it was just like a walk in the park for him. Oh, it was so, so beautiful. That, Got all his momentum back yeah. after that. Oh, yeah. He was the king of the world. I mean, was strutting his stuff in Madison Square yeah. Garden, wins two titles and stuff. And so. the UFC stock, they needed Conor to win because Conor would have lost that fight. Like, it would have just made UFC really boring. Yeah. And, he, you know, it was good that he won. And um, it's actually real. UFC needs Conor And McGregor. And they realize that, too, because you can tell. I mean, like, they realize they need him to the point. Well, some of, Dan, some of Dana White's comments are starting to obviously reflect that. But, um, you know, letting him box uh, Mayweather proves that – two things. It protects Mayweather because he's going to be projected to lose. If he loses, it does no harm to him, no harm to Mayweather. It, if anything, if Mayweather lands a punch or two, people are going to love him even if he gets outpointed. Yeah. Well, won't touch him. He's going to make a, you know, maybe a three-figure uh, – three $100 million payday. Maybe that's what he wants. But they get that, right? They're going to let him do that. Um, but they need him, and it's like that's why they so carefully pick his fights and, like, this next fight coming up in the UFC, I don't know what he's going to do. I can't imagine him fight at one, fighting at 145 again. I'm, I, no, I'm not I think they took, they took that belt away. I don't think he's ever going to go it's back. It's done, there. yeah. But it's just when you think about it, it's like UFC had some superstars at one point. You had Kane, who was the heavyweight champ. You had John Jones, who was the champ. Yeah. You had Anderson Silva, who was the champion. You had George St. Pierre. Right. Now, we lost – UFC lost all those Everybody. Guys. Those are their main franchise dudes. Yep. So – it was like, well, I want to watch Silva fight, but Silva's not the champ. Well, I want to watch George St. Pierre fight. Well, he's not around. Right. Well, well maybe I'll watch Kane fight. He's always hurt. You're never going to see him. Right. How about John Jones? He's suspended. He's in trouble. So it's like, well, who do I care? Who do I invest myself in when all their best fighters right. aren't there? Yeah. So, okay, we got Jose Aldo. But now there's this other kid from Ireland's coming up who mm. trash talks. Seems pretty cool. Crazy personality. And, then you, and we also have Ronda. Yeah. So – uh, the whole time, UFC is like, we're going to put all our stock into Ronda. And then Ronda, she you know she ah, shits the bed. Yeah. She shits the bed, loses to Holly, and then we, we don't see her for a year. Mm-hmm. When that year was up, Connor was taking all the popular oh, yeah. points. He was he was the man. Yep. And he did it all on his own. Yep. So. Damn right he did. So that's that's the thing where, like, UFC needs Connor because they don't got anybody else. Like, Tyrone Woodley, boring fighter. Yeah. Uh, Michael Johnson. Bisbee, yeah. boring. Sorry. Demetrius Johnson, boring. boring. Uh, Dominic Cruz, boring. I'm glad Cody Garbrandt knocked him out. I like yeah. Cody Garbrandt. I like a lot. Gar- he lives Cody in the area. And t- yeah, and I, I like TJ Dillashaw too. Ah, oh, Killshaw. I, I like TJ too. Yeah, I like him. I like Cody. Cody. I, uh, I TJ and I are in the same kids wrestling club in uh, Sacramento. 
Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, yep. these. I mean, I forget that you, because you're like again, yeah, elite level. You've been around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. But man, yeah, and then you can say the same two hundred five. Like the only fighter there that I wanted was Anthony Rumble Johnson, but then he lost to Cormier. Yeah, so I'm like, but he's oh, got his. He's got a shot coming no, up. So Cormier's. We'll I like Cormier, but he's boring. Yeah. And then, uh, heavyweight. I like Stipe, but he doesn't get enough fights. Yeah. More fights. Yeah. What if um if somebody like John Jones went up to heavyweight? Would that in- interest you at all? Intrigue you? Mm. I think he's a 205 guy because yeah. I feel like he could go heavyweight, but I don't, I don't know. I, I think he needs to – he just needs to get back in fighting. Yeah. If he wins a bunch of fights – if he was like Connor, he can do whatever he wants, but he yeah. hasn't – like Connor's just co- making his picks because he's so popular right now. Well, it's crazy too because like the way I look at it, it's like there are two massive – and so is your back – do you want me to pause this for oh, a second? No, 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 keep going. Okay. There are two. Uh, there's something bugging me. Oh, uh, I know, somewhere. dude. I have like a wrestler who's beat the shit out of his body sitting on a <laughs> bar stool for an hour. So, uh, I am gonna get you out of here. I promise. And oh, then, no worries. Oh, no. Okay, but see, I don't want to like impose, but um, I feel like r- there's two fights right now that Conor McGregor has that are massive money, and th- this dude. It doesn't matter if he got knocked out like tomorrow; it's still gonna work. He's going to be that Mayweather Connor fight's going to be there forever. It's mm-hmm. going to be there if he takes a loss uh, next month. Uh, the other fight that's going to be there forever, they got to end the, they have to fight the trilogy, the trilogy fight. Nate Diaz. They, and, I think Mika, that's the most important fight. They have to, yeah, and they have to do just it. Just to like. Well, and I think Dana White's super. This just people hate him. And I feel like did, the dude is smart because look, they can sit that on the shelf for six years. And they he could right now go and talk to Connor McGregor, Nate Diaz, and their management and say, look. This is your little nest egg. This is your retirement gift from me, the UFC, to you. When your guy's career is kind of over and you're at the, the end of your career and you're not really competitive anymore, guess what? We're going to pull out the Conor McGregor Nate Diaz free fight, and it's going to do a million, million and a half. Oh, freaking it's going to do a lot. Pay-per-views. It's the rubber match. Yeah, and you don't even have to be in your prime at that point. So guess what? I'm sitting on 20 to $50 million for each of you at you know down the road so you guys do make money in the meantime go do your separate ways and that fight's going to be there forever and that's why like when i always hear like um i uh, you never hear connor get pissed about it because he a dude's a businessman and, and he gets it and nate diaz like whenever he moans and groans which sometimes i think is an act uh, either he doesn't get that or it's uh, you know i got to be maintain the stockton you know hey i'm a bad boy which is why everybody loves him he's just so real um but that's there i mean seriously if they if, if they both retired tomorrow and came out of retirement 10 years from now and fought that one fight, it'd be a $1 million, $1.5 million or, um, uh, download or buy pay-per-view, you know? Oh, oh the gate would be huge. It, the gate would be huge. And so it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I know people get frustrated with Dana White. I'm not a, I should preface everything I'm saying, but <laughs> I am not a pro in, in this area. I'm not an analyst in this area, but it's like, you can kind of see certain things, um, even as a fan. And, uh, to me, it's just smart business. So, but, We'll see. I mean, do you think the Mayweather uh, McGregor fight's gonna happen? Um, I mean, I part of me is like, I don't, th- I don't want it to happen because I want to just see Connor do uh, UFC. Then a part of me is like, well, maybe it would be cool if they did the Mayweather fight. But then it's like you're having Mayweather, who's arguably one of the greatest fighters of all, like boxers of all time, yeah, take on this dude who's never boxed a pro fight in his life, and it's kind of like we're having a little circus show. Now, this reminds me of when Mayweather took on the big show at one of the WrestleManias. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, th- this is, you know, we'll see. And if anything, Floyd needs to beat Connor up. Right. Like, he just needs to box him up and just 
end this ordeal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, just 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 box him up. And yep. you know, if Connor hangs in there, he does well. Cool. And the whole thing is Connor's doing this because he knows he's gonna get paid. That's out. it. He's All gonna it get a lot of money. And you know, if he, if somehow. Floyd trips over his shoelace, right. falls into a punch. That that fucking left, you know, <laughs> and he goes out. Uh, the world's gonna go upside down. Yeah, so. it's literally it's that ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance that Mayweather has that's actually so attractive. It's that the it's the one in a billion chance that Mc, that uh, McGregor actually hits him with that left on the chin. Will he? Will it drop McGregor? Will with it, yeah, gloves? I don't. So. And it sucks. It's funny because like Connor's a big dude. Yeah. Like he's Huge. not a small Mm-mm. like it hit, so if he went down to one forty five, and fought Floyd, he would throw they throw all the IVs in the world in him. Yeah, He'd yeah. have like the perfect meal. Yeah. He'd feel great coming in the next day. Yeah. So I mean, who who knows? Yeah. But it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, Floyd's coming back. He's out of retirement again. <laughs> and who think like he's forty nine and zero. Like if he beats Connor, he's fifty and zero. He can end it on an even number. Yeah. And, and take the he's he's pat surpassing um, Rocky Marciano yeah, with exa- that exactly, and it's with the you know the big, uh, it's the big it will be the biggest fight in the history yeah it, so in terms of dollars yeah right, and that's know. the thing like you know it was Pacquiao Floyd and that was like supposed to be the big thing and this will yeah, crush that now this will crush it and it's like you have a dude who's never boxed like professionally in his entire life come in and get paid out yeah and it doesn't even matter how he does he doesn't care he's getting so much money yeah. So, I mean, we'll we'll see we'll what see. happens. Well, uh, I, I seriously, dude, I just want to thank you uh, so much for coming on the show. I mean, this is like the coolest. It, I, it's crazy. I had Conrad, uh, and then you. T- I could not have hoped to have got to, you know, for my um, really, like, kind of guy, folks with real name value coming on the show, two nicer guys. It's just been the coolest. Um, and I got to trap you for over an hour because you live locally and you got screwed, and I made you come over to my house. Oh, I don't so. care, dude. <laughs> come on. So, uh, but I do want to um, – Oh, and of course, open door, man. Anytime you want to come on, man. This oh, is this like it's is, been the this coolest. This is a lot of fun, so. dude. I, I love podcasts, and this is this is more. Hey, thank you for letting me come on. Man. I know. That means a lot, dude. Thank it's you. all good. And and if we have um, like seriously a total open door, so like if in the future I have somebody else on and you want to come on to be like do you know sit and like uh, me and you interrogate, we'll, let's freaking do it. So uh, oh, it'd be so much fun. Yeah. So um, I do want to get a promo. Uh, I was gonna say last thing. Um, and you can, <laughs> I gotta ask this. <laughs> You can uh, sidestep if you want. I have a feeling you're going to just be a straight shooter and answer it. You don't have to. In the locker room. And, and j- man, I really don't want to get you in trouble. You're going to have to tell me if I can edit What's it. the question? Okay. <laughs> Do most people in the WWE, from your, in, from what you see, is it like a thumbs down or thumbs up when you bring up the name, uh, you know, you can't see me? John Cena? Yeah. Oh, it depends. Everyone's got a different re- relationship with them. Okay. I am, I'm usually not into um, – actually i'm not into that kind of stuff the the dirt i stuff, i okay whatever anybody can say about john cena like get in his position he he is no, do works his ass off he is the hardest working like wwe superstar of all time and his every dollar. his belt how many belts he has says it for it all yep. and you know a lot of people can say oh he buried this guy he screwed this guy over to I me don't it's know. All business. To it, me. it is all business, yeah. and the guy delivers. He has yeah. his empire. He has his mega brand, and now that he's coming up on his early, you know, he's he's late thirties, yeah. early forty. You know, he's going to move on to something else. But you well, know, I wanted I I have, you know, I have the most respect for John Cena, and I don't care what anybody says. Dude, I personally think that when the fans started getting on him, 
a year ago or whatever it was or so. He's like, oh, yeah, you don't think I can wrestle? He turned it up. I mean, the Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, all those matches, he was like, okay, now what's up? Yeah, he's he, like, I'm the he was going against real. the best you know, pro wrestlers considered, but you know, the best internet darlings with Kevin Owens Dude, and AJ and Styles. Fantastic matches. And they were great matches. And I'm not, yeah, and I'm not trying to get too nerdy on the wrestling, whatever, but like, seriously, they were just so fun to watch. I mean, just so, so, so good. Um, but the only reason I put you on the spot like that, the only reason I asked it, the only reason. Oh, easy is, question. Yeah, that was an easy well, question. I'm just saying, it's because uh, oh, on Ryback's podcast. I uh, know, Ryback. Ry, okay. he, he buried him with okay. him and Pat Buck. Okay. I listened to his podcast too. And that's you know, the only reason I, I asked. And the thing is, Ryback. And I don't know him very well. I've only met him a couple times. He was promised something and it was taken away. And a little bitter. Know, it's just maybe it's bitterness. I don't know what and it is. And he got thrown under the bus that um, like epic CM uh, CM Punk Colt Cabana interview where CM Punk kind of you know threw his name. In, and Colt and that's another thing. Uh, CM Punk's another bitter ass dude. So it's he like super bitter. And, so, and, I and and I listen to Rogan and it doesn't sound like he's thought of very highly. Not I mean. In the MMA world, either not necessarily because he's just he jumped right in, but he's a control freak, right? Like he has to control who's it. Why am I talking about this? I'm just negativity. Yeah, right, why not? Yeah, well, well, whatever. Yeah, it just it's it, an interesting topic. It, it is. It's uh, people who make so many rules around their life because they want to be able to control. Fe- they create rules to create artificial control, is what it is. Mm-hmm. And then if you violate those rules, then you're not a friend of mine. And then you and then that satisfies their their urge to feel that they have control. It's just this wacky. And, and, and again, I've never met these people, but from the outside looking in, I mean, dude, it's it's fairly apparent that that's uh, one of the modes in which he lives. And uh, it's a shame. You know, you wish some dude, he, he wouldn't be a tortured soul. You wish this guy, and, and, and I'm going to sound like a complete stupid fan. Like, I tweeted him one time and I said, look, man, I was like, people aren't going to stop being, you know, whatever annoys you, uh, um, whatever in people annoys you. It's not going to change. It's like it, you could change and get over the stuff. And anyway, he blocked me. <laughs> oh, who's this? Uh, punk. CM Punk. Oh, well, that, that just I, says a lot about his character right there. Yeah. So I was like, look, man, you know, whatever. So uh, hey, at least you got blocked. That's kind of cool, though. Hey, thanks, Shawn Michaels, Coach. too. <laughs> well, that's not. Hey, you know what? Whatever. Yeah. And I look back because it's like I, I look back to see what I got blocked for. And uh, like so I got blocked from Shawn Michaels because I said I mentioned that he should fight The Rock at WrestleMania 32 and he blocked me. Cool. So. Well, you made a cool suggestion. Well, I just you want to see the two one of the most both like the most over guys of all time. Well, and I don't think I've ever seen them compete together. No, because The Rock exit when Shawn made his return. Right. So it was just bad timing. Yeah, and I was like, well, if you can't remember. Anyway, it was yeah, my – The whole blocking thing, dude. Yeah. It's like people have thin skin. Yeah. Know, whatever. Yeah, and, and that was like, – you just said something kind of cool, and he's like, oh, that's – I don't really like them. It'll block it. Yeah. <laughs> I did, well, I did one of the whole ha- – I literally – all the tweet was just like hashtag The Rock versus Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 32, and he blocked yeah, me. I was like, yeah. eh, well, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, so I sent, the, I sent it to um, – uh, oh, no, that was something else. But anyway, but – so anyway, yeah. So uh, again, thank you. Do you do you mind cutting a quick promo? Uh, Gotta give me a topic. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. Okay, can, the topic could be. So the name of our podcast is uh, <laughs> it's the BPPC. The letter B, the letter P, the letter P and C. The BPPC. Originally, it meant like the Brian and Peter podcast. <laughs> we realized podcast, podcast is one word. Actually, I kind of like that. <laughs> but it's like it's one word. It's the you know podcast at the end, right? The B P P C. So Brian Peter podcast, but podcast is one word. So B the P C doesn't make any sense. Um, but the acronym itself just pisses people off because it's so hard. And I've had people say, "Why don't you change it? Get a new URL, all this stuff for your website." So the B C the B the B P 
PPC. Like, think Jeff Jarrett. B double PC. Okay. B PPC. You could say something about um, just literally the fact that the acronym bothers you, and I'm too cool to uh, just use words. Hey, you can't give me a topic. Uh, you can't tell me oh, how to come out. Okay, I'll another rule. No. Um, come on, baby. I'll do the Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, you can say Dusty Rhodes. Uh, yeah, I can cut a promo. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to. Are you kidding me? Any, any opportunity. I'm here in this house in Dixon, California. I'm here with two dudes that asked me, the Grizzly Cadjack, to come here and tell a little about, about the podcast, the BPPC. And you know what? This thing, it's a little low right now, but it's going to get hot. It's going to get real hot. It's going to get so hot, it's going to burn this entire place down. And you're going to have to figure out how to... Put these flames out. Well, you're not going to be able to do it because this thing is like catching lightning in a bottle. And I don't know much about electricity, but that sounds amazing. You might have to wrap a string around it, put a key at the end of this kite, and fly this bad boy in a storm if you want to do this again. That's right. Get in here. B-P-P-C. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, that was awesome. <laughs> that was a real – that was one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. That's a legit pro – wrestler slash sports entertainer, whatever you want to be called, uh, cutting a promo on our podcast in my freaking kitchen. <laughs> that was so cool, dude. Well, I better, uh, you know, this, I hope things go forward for me as yeah. far as processing it. I like, like I said, you know, knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, I was okay. I wasn't very good at promos when I was there. It, this was definitely, like, I took a year and a half off. Yeah. And that year and a half off was a lot of me trying to figure out what's going to, what's best for me. Yeah. Um, having a couple opportunities to come to the NXT WWE shows and going backstage and seeing some old friends and stuff and then kind of taking it back to be like, well, what am I good at? You know, and I'm pretty decent at voices. I love cartoons. I love uh, voice actors. So the idea of like kind of changing my voice, kind of changing my look. That's why I was surprised you recognized me because mm. I cut my hair and I'm growing my beard out. Mm -hmm. So that, that threw me off. I was like, really? Oh, how, do yeah. you, how do you recognize me? So that was kind of cool. So that's yeah. uh, you know the the whole gimmick and everything. And, you know, maybe another day I can guys I can tell you guys about it. But yeah. no, I want to say thank you guys for having me on your show. I know like it's cool that you guys are grateful, but this is a really cool experience for me. And you know, you guys were very nice dudes. Loved everything we talked about, and I would have no problem coming back and cool. hanging out with you guys. Well, thank was, you very much. Twice as cool having you on, so I appreciate. This is the part of the episode where we just like kiss each other's asses on the way. No. <laughs> oh, I'm smooching each cheek. <laughs> We're man. smooching, but but no, dude. Um, yeah, like um, it's crazy because, like I said, I mean, this podcast uh, started it mostly as kind of like friends, family, um, lot mostly for my daughter to look back on when she's way, you know. 20, 30, 40 has kids, and she, hey, let's listen to what grandpa used to sound like. Heck yeah. Yeah, and it's really cool, and um, um, I really just kind of, I got a, a, you know, wild hair up my ass one day. I was like, I want to see if I can get Conrad. I got Conrad, and then I just, you know, I'm going to start taking <laughs> it. I, I'm, yeah, I was like, I'm going to start taking this seriously, and I randomly saw you at the theater, and I'm like, well, holy, I was like, it's a sign, dude. I got to go. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I revamped my website a little bit, but I got to start pushing the social media out a little bit more and get that stuff going. Like, I don't even have a Facebook for this podcast, hardly. Um, I mean, I do. That's how you and I connected. But it's not like if you look, the name is spelled right. anyway. It is spelled incorrectly. It's like and podcast I it kind of or something yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you, dude. Um, and I know that you um, are currently on the indie scene. And I'm going to get your um, all your contact info for like sure. the website. So like, if people do listen, I want them to be able to access you and stuff yeah. like that. We'll put it right up there. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks, dude. And the best of luck. And the other thing, do you have a um, pro wrestling tease uh, thing, or is that something? That's under development okay. right now. <laughs> okay, because that's I, be cool. eventually I want to get something going. Uh, I just need to find 
couple buddies who want to help design stuff for me. Gotcha. So anyone listening who want to help design something for Caljack, spelled K-A-L-J-A-K, and the tag, the gimmicks of the Grizzlies. So if you want to make up something like that, think of like a California flag maybe and throw Caljack in there. I don't care. Uh, Whatever you guys want to do, I don't know. I'm going to so. put the details on the website, and then, yeah, if people want to submit, that would be fantastic. Um, uh, and then on top of that, so Pro Wrestling Tees may be um, coming down the pike a little bit, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, you're going to give me the social media stuff so we can get everybody connected. Yeah. Do you have Twitter anymore? I definitely have Twitter. Okay. Um, let me pull up my Twitter handler. Okay. And so, yeah, you it's... can say that on here, and then we'll also put it on the website. Um, any dates coming up that we should uh, throw out there? And yes. on top of that, I love attending this stuff. So I, I mean, I wouldn't. You'll probably see me uh, popping up at one of these if it's. Oh, close for enough. sure. Um, my most. So I'm not super hot right now in the indies. I'm just, you know, I'm just up and coming. I just started back this year. Yeah. But I'm gonna keep everyone posted. If you gotcha. want to just, I just have like as far as like my pro wrestling stuff. I keep it mostly Twitter and Instagram. Okay. So if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Cal underscore Jack. Uh, spelled K A L underscore Jack J A K. No C's. No C's. Okay. No C's. <laughs> I don't like C's anymore. Okay. And then uh, for uh, Instagram, it's uh, real, the word Cal K A L underscore Jack. So okay. that's where I'm going to be at. And I'll, I'll keep people posted. Cool. You never know. The next time I might pop up in here, I'll, I'll tell you guys about the event I'm going to do. Sure. The next show I'm going to do is April 16th in Oroville. I'm tagging with my buddy Jody. Uh, I don't know who we're going against, but it really doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Wrestling's wrestling. It could be the worst. It could be the best. I don't okay. care. Well, I I'm a big fan of paying it forward, so I'm gonna. I, I don't know what this will. Do. I mean, I I'm gonna um, I'm gonna tweet this to um, if with your uh, blessing to uh, Colt Cabana. I don't know how you feel about that guy. Sure. Um, but uh, obviously he has a much bigger reach than I do, and he um, loves connecting with guys like you who are on the independents who are making a name for themselves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea. I do not know Colt except for the fact that we've exchanged some messages, like barely. Um, but I would love to just tweet him and, and uh, let him know that you were on my podcast, and um, it'd be great if. My, my, my point is, it would be awesome if we could parlay this, even this itty-bitty tiny podcast that we're doing, into some bookings. That oh, would just sure. be fantastic. No, that's so. absolutely. I, that would be really cool. Yeah. So and I've met Colt before. He wouldn't remember me, but I've met him a couple times. So. Dude, I have a suspicion that guy watches a lot of WWE Network and just is kind of closet about it. It keeps him in the closet because he does. He, you know, there's some tension there. Um, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, sure, man. So, very cool, man. Well, dude, thanks so effing much. Um any final words? Brian, you got to freaking say something, dude. I can't. Why don't you just enjoy the story? Dude? Say, so say something else. Say I like the San Francisco Giant. What's your favorite baseball team? The Giants. What's your favorite hockey team? Chargers. What's your favorite football team? The Niners. How many uh, – who scored more points and goals than anybody ever in the history of the NHL? Justin. And how many – did he have more points than the next guy combined? No, he had more what than what? Just give me, hit me with that stat. <laughs> He had more assists than everybody had goals and assists combined. Legend. Legend. Freaking legend. Legend. All it's right, all about man. the Michael Jordan. It's all about the Wayne Gretzky. Jordan, Gretzky. I mean, those were true Jordan, greats. Gretzky, and Pele. Yeah. Okay. Well, with that, say something else and sign off. Thank you for coming on, dude. I'm, these stories are interesting. So interesting. Awesome. And aren't you glad you came? Yeah, I actually am. Good. And right. by the way, the animal that I would kill with my bare hands would be an elephant or a mastodon or a T-Rex. Any animal there is on the planet, uh, I will jump down the depths of the deep blue sea of the Pacific and pull up a giant whale, what killer whale. King Kong. King Kong ain't got shit on me. <laughs> and with that said, we're out. Catch you guys later. Okay, that's it. That's all I got. 
how cool is Cal Bishop, aka Clay Jack, aka Cal Jack, K A L J A K, aka N C A A wrestler, aka awesome dude. That was that was such a cool podcast. Uh, seriously, Clay, thank you, man. Just thank you, thank you, thank you. Had a great time. It was a thrill having you over. Um, I look forward to doing it again, man. And um, it, it just super, 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 super thrilled that you did this thing for us. Uh, again, you could catch us at uh, thebppc.com, uh, at thebppc on Twitter. Um, same with pretty much everything. Uh, but yeah, uh, let us know what you think. Gmail, thebppc at gmail.com. Um, send me an email if you've got anything you want us to discuss. Um, if you want to, you know, anybody in mind you want to see on the podcast that's, you know, feasible, <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Uh, other than that, that's it, man. I'm going to post every single um, bit of contact info, including um, Clay's social security number, date of birth, um, address, and everything on the website. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but I'm going to put his social media stuff up on the website so you guys can reach out to him, especially for bookings. Please book this mother effer. He's so awesome. Um, what else? Uh, I think that's it for the, this, this episode. Um, we'll catch you next time. I have no idea what's going to happen next episode. But until then, um, thank you, and I hope you had fun. See you guys next time. Bye.